0: Welcome to the Temple Forum, a podcast from First United Methodist Church in the heart of Chicago. Here we welcome a diversity of voices and conversation about how we live in the world as people of faith. Hello, I'm Jan Engmeyer. The transformation of Chicago's West Loop neighborhood over the past 30 plus years is truly remarkable. What was once a hub of manufacturing and wholesale warehouses is now a trendy area to live, shop, and eat, and also for corporate headquarters to locate. Connie Fairbanks is the author of a new book, Chicago's West Loop, Then and Now, which provides a comprehensive history of the people, businesses, and buildings in that area. Connie is also a member of the First United Methodist Church at the Chicago Temple, and we welcome her to this installment of the Temple Forum. We are so glad to talk to you about this exciting new book.
1: Thank you, Jan. I'm happy to be here.
0: Well, let's start with one of your favorite stories from the book, and I'm sure that's asking you like to pick your favorite child or your favorite restaurant in Chicago. It's a difficult choice, but what surprising fact or person or business from Chicago's West Loop captured your attention the most?
1: Uh, You're absolutely right. There were many, but there was one because uh, a doctor had an office, a block from where we live, and I passed by this block almost daily. And this gentleman had a wine basket in in the lobby of his uh, medical practice, and it was for moms. That couldn't take care of their babies,
0: and he and his
1: wife took them in. And Doctor Shipman went on to uh, to uh, found the Foundlings Orphanage, and it was one of the second orphanages founded in the United States, and it lasted a long, long time. And they took in thousands of mothers and babies.
0: Oh, Um, what a wonderful story!
1: Wonderful story. But there there were so many. Father Mac on uh, Skid Row, Madison Street, who ministered at night to all of these men that were down and out. He thought each was a child of God and they deserved a second chance. But it was the people that really stood out to me in the, in, as I researched.
0: That's great. Well, tell us about yourself. What's your background and what brought you to Chicago?
1: Well, um, I grew up in a very small town in Kansas, 90 people. Uh, I had uh, four siblings, my parents, Uh, my dad sold Ford tractors. And I grew up in this little tiny town where everybody knew everyone, they knew their dogs. I went off to college, I started as a piano major, and then I went into business and was in sales and uh, moved seven times across the United States. I was in the uh, pharmacy industry, and I also did a medical startup and helped get smoking off airplanes. And I chose Chicago because this is where I wanted to put down roots. And in the West Loop now is the longest place I've ever lived in my life, 25 years.
0: That's wonderful. So why did you decide to write the book about the West Loop? And can you tell us sort of how you define the boundaries of that area? What streets outline it?
1: Okay, that is a very good point, Jan. Um, I decided to write the book because I was afraid everything would be gone. And I knew there was a lot of history here, but I didn't know just how much was here. Uh, it was very important as I did my research to put boundaries and people disagree with me, but they're my boundaries. I put Fulton Market on the north, the freeway, uh, 290 Van Buren on the south. I put Jefferson, uh Desplaines, because of old St. Pat's had to include that on the east and on the west Ashland Street. Um It's called the West Loop now. It used to be called the Near West Side. And the West Loop boundaries almost go into the loop, but they're not my boundaries. I didn't want the book to be 400 pages. 236 is plenty uh, for a history book. I just started digging in. I interviewed about 100 people. I pounded the streets. I will say I stocked some buildings until people came out so I can I could find out what was happening. And then I went to Harold Washington. That truly has been my home away from home for the last
0: The five public years. library. The mean. public
1: yes. library. Oh, and if people haven't been in a library lately, get in there. They are very knowledgeable, and they really help me answer so many questions. I, it also helped to uh, uh, qualify it as a book of people, businesses, and buildings because I could have been all over the board. And many of you know Kirk, my husband. He's a consultant. He said, you must focus. So that really helped too. So it's not 500 pages. And so I'm still not working on it.
0: <laughs> Good point but the book is quite detailed and has so many interesting facts and stories about all these people and businesses. Um you've told us a little bit about how you conducted the research but tell us about the process and this must have taken you a long time to put together.
1: It it took 5 years. And one of my biggest issues knowing where to go and uh, The librarians know a lot of databases that I don't know about. Uh, I didn't know about special collections. They have a whole neighborhood collection. And now my book is there because it's a resource. Um, Asking many, many questions uh, and just sitting down and just digging in. One of the biggest challenges was how to organize all the data because a lot came from like the Chicago Tribune, the archives, which you could get online, and then how to organize that. So my editor could also view that because he would challenge me, prove it, prove it, prove it. You ha- I just put files on my computer, file after file after file, photos, Um, organizing, and I'm sure an academician would know how to do that better than I did, but I figured out a system. Um, If people haven't been to the library, you don't have to copy things anymore. You don't have to have those quarters available. You can scan and then email to yourself, and I would put all of that into files as well. But really managing all of the data was a big, big challenge. And then you get sidetracked because you find something else interesting. And does it fit into people, business, buildings? If
0: not, next. <laughs> oh, good point. I <laughs> imagine there are some things you actually had to leave out.
1: Oh, oh, there are. Because um, some of it was hearsay. And yeah, it's not a tell-all book. It's uh, based on facts. And facts, as we all know, matter.
0: <laughs> yes, they do. So what do you hope that the readers will enjoy about this book?
1: I think uh, some of the people that goodness has always existed and it will continue to exist. Father Mac, Dr. Shipman, uh, just the people that saw an unmet need and did something about it. I think of Mr. Uh, Philo Carpenter, one of the first pharmacists or the first pharmacist in Illinois. He and his wife hid runaway slaves in their home. Uh, There were good people then, and there's good people now. And something that I thought I knew, history does repeat itself. Um, And I think the other point is that anybody could do this book. Every neighborhood that you live in, any little town you live in, has a history something was there and librarians are willing to help you if you're willing to dig, dig, dig and spend the time and effort uh, to do it. But that's what I hope uh, people will take away from it and that history um, still does matter. There was a quote in Financial Times and I'm gonna read it. Um, If we all knew a little more about the knowledge of history We'd be better equipped to read the present.
0: History matters. Great quote. Great quote. So did you ever think you would write a book like this? Uh, No.
1: I had no idea what I was undertaking. And thank goodness for uh, librarians. I didn't know it would take me five years to do this. But if you're doing a deep dive, it takes five years. Research takes a lot of time. I learned not to spend more than four or five hours at the library at a time because you get crazy. Uh, You can't think straight. Yeah. And you need to put it down. Uh, You you need to take breaks. Otherwise, you start confusing all the information. Uh, But no, I did not. I don't consider myself a writer. I'm a storyteller and a marketer. I had a terrific editor. That was willing to fact check everything I wrote.
0: That well, it's fine. a, it's it's a gr- no no, and it's a it's a great achievement. And you know Thank anyone you. anyone that's been in school um, and has written small papers knows how much work goes into it. So to write a whole book like this with historical facts and figures and people um, is a, a, quite an achievement. So um, it's a great read. Is there anything else that you'd like to add and maybe drop some famous names of people that lived in the neighborhood?
1: Well, Mrs. Lincoln lived over here on Washington Street that was a home of all um mansions and so forth. Um, Mr. Carter Harrison was our five-time mayor, and he has a statue in Union Park, which is one of the oldest parks uh, in the city. And his son, used to go over and feed Bob the Bear peanuts. There was a lagoon in that park, which is pretty ironic. And then the first congregational Baptist church is across the street, and they have one of the largest Kimball organs in the world that was ever made. And so I'm always interested in music. And then, of course, Lion and Healy harps is a block away. The finest harps in the world are made in
0: this neighborhood. That's wonderful. Such a, it's just a fascinating book to read and to learn about all the history and and all of the things that um, were made here in Chicago that people may not be familiar with. So everybody should go out and get this book, right?
1: If you had a Schwinn bicycle, chances are it was made over here, the early ones. Or even a form fit bra was made two <laughs> blocks from where I live. <laughs> so um, and. Echo Pots and Pans. I have one from my mom. It was made down the street for me. Who knew? (laughs) Uh, If people are interested in the book, Harold Washington Library has it. You can uh, check it out. Uh, Also, the West Loop Library. If you get up to Lake Geneva, they have it. And so does Schaumburg Library has it. And if you're interested in any upcoming events or where to buy the book, you can go to my website, ConnieFairbanks.com.
0: That is a great note to end on. And we thank you, Connie Fairbanks. She is the author of Chicago's West Loop, Then and Now. Uh, Thanks for sharing all these great stories with us. I'm Janning Meyer. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Temple Forum. You've been listening to the Temple Forum from First United Methodist Church in Chicago. You can find more conversations like this online at chicagotemple.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Please join us again soon.